0: Welcome back, folks. It's Locked On Chiefs here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Now on YouTube as well. You can see us in both places. And we're going to have fun today. This is uh, a Friday in the off season, so we have a tendency to get a little uh dreamsicle kind of going, and I think this is going to be a good time. We're going to let you know that check out uh Fantasy Football. It is starting. If your league hasn't been renewed yet, mine certainly has, and uh, you can find it all from Vinny Iyer over on Locked On Fantasy Football. That is worth your time. A couple of news items that are not really related to the Chiefs, but should make you feel good about where they are. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Welcome back to a semi-Red Friday-ish <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) So kind of how that works.
0: It's red, white, and blue. How's that? This is uh, us wishing you happy 4th of July.
1: Yep. And just a heads up, we will not have a show for you on the 5th. So just know that going into the weekend.
0: We'll be back in full force after that because, hey, congratulations. We made it to July. We are now what? We are officially, as of this recording, three weeks away from quarterbacks reporting to camp.
1: And that's exciting. Yeah. The team will a week after that. I always like getting to July when it comes to football, when it comes to my personal life. Not so much because it means I'm another year older, but it is what it is. So Well, happy birthday and welcome to the rest of us. At least I'm still not as old as you.
0: No, and you never, ever will be. That's true.
1: <laughs>
0: well, I don't know. I could get hit by a bus tomorrow. Maybe you outlive me.
1: Well, maybe. <laughs> but I'm not in my 40s yet, and I won't oh, be in my 40s this year. So there's that. Uh... A little bit of news hit today, and looks like the Washington Redskins Daniel Snyder is going to have to write a check for about ten million dollars.
0: Yeah. Um, also,
1: quote unquote, voluntarily, sorry, Washington football team. I apologize.
0: I knew what you meant. Um, and, and quote unquote, voluntarily gave up control to Tanya Snyder. I think that's interesting as well. Um, that's kind of what I was hitting at in the in the, the open there. Like, say what you want about that whole fiasco. It is quite drawn out, quite dramatic, and just full of problems. This makes you appreciate Absolutely. what the Hunt family brings. You know, um, had a discussion over on Lockdown NFL, if you guys want to check that out. Uh, we were in that yesterday talking about the Panthers, and um, one of the complaints, I guess, in Panthers fan base is that David Tepper's too involved. Like, he makes too many phone calls to the draft picks, and he's, He's too up in the business of the front office, and I'm like, "Wow, Clark Hunt does all that," and I think that actually reinforces everything that the Chiefs do by having him behind them.
1: I think it reinforces it, but I think that there are some some owners that get too involved. Uh, I think Clark, I think he's very visible, and they show him being very visible. But I don't think he does near what some of these other uh, owners are doing. So I do think that there's a fine line, and it's knowing what it is there, and honestly. You also look at the situation with Clark Hunt. Clark is really close with Andy. He's probably pretty close with Brett Veach. And he has let them do their jobs. So that's really what it comes down to is is the owner going to let the coach and the GM do their jobs. If they do, then I don't think it's a big issue.
0: Well, I think that comes from being a good leader. You know, you hire people that you can trust, that you have faith in the ability to do their job, and then you give them the assignment to do their job and get out of the way. Yep. it's it's the micromanagement that I can understand why people have a problem with. But just because an owner is making phone calls to draft picks, I again think that that, that forms a not just a foundation for the organization, but somebody that feels that they have a touchstone to the man in charge or the person in charge, uh, depending on what happens in Denver, because their ownership is completely up for grabs again. Um, yep. I think that helps you build a franchise, and that takes us to the Broncos. I think they're kind of in trouble without – a clear definition of who's going to be in charge of that team. I know one of Bolin's daughters had it now looks like she's not going to. Um, there is a trust in place that I guess that's the lawsuit that was dropped. I mean, this could be, you tell me if I'm Aaron Rogers without a clear picture of who the ownership is and who John Dor- John Dorsey, John Elway and Joe Ellis are going to report to like, that makes me you know, nervous about trying to come to a franchise like that, trying to get myself out of, out of Green Bay, and I think that may keep him out of Denver, which you know is good news for Chiefs Kingdom.
1: The argument I would make against you on that is one: Aaron Rodgers doesn't control where he goes. Uh, I think that they would be smart to try to give him input and send him where he wants to go because I think that's the only way it's going to work out well for them. Uh, but the other side of it is, is that you know you look at it and yeah, it's an issue. But if Rodgers isn't going to play more than two or three years all this is probably going to be haggled out in court over the next 10 years. So um, I really don't think that there's going to be a resolution to this anytime soon for the Broncos.
0: Yeah. And that's a very fair point. I'm just, uh, it's, this is one of those days that I'm thankful that we cover a team that doesn't have this kind of drama with ownership. I mean, you, there are very few franchises. Stable. Yeah, exactly. That was the word I was just about to use, you know, it like, you can put the Hunts with with the Runes and the Morris and the people that founded the entire league. Not to mention at post combination. Um, that is something that I think gets over eh, swept under the rug is probably a better way to put it. Right. Um,
1: it, especially as the Chiefs are successful again. I think. But Clark is also involved, heavily involved in NFL leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is the chairman, and I'm trying to remember—is it the he was the one that was in charge of the. Um, collective bargaining agreement or he was one of the guys that was in the room for the collective bargaining agreement. So uh, all that's going to be, you know, the owners are looking to him for leadership as well. So I think that that really shows uh, how stable this organization is with their ownership. And, you know, honestly, we've talked about it a couple of times already, but, you know, them with their, the chiefs with their new female leadership role or female, uh, you know, type of role that they're going to have in their organization and trying to do that. I think that's, you know, a, another thing where the organization is trying to lead from the front. Yeah,
0: I agree. And Amy Trask goes on with us a year or two ago. And I think she said the same thing that this is a, a franchise that looks for and tries to act in that, that well, fashion.
1: Yeah. And she also said that she was always very, very, she always had high regard for Clark Hunt and the way he treated her. And I think that's important too. I mean, You know, we see what we see, but there's so much that we don't see uh, that it's good to hear that type of thing coming about your owner and the guy that is basically running the franchise.
0: Yeah. I think there's some dream scenarios about how that franchise continues to work. And and given Clark's role in the financial committee, I think that you can see that where the cap's going. And this season's going to be the, I think, the first bridge. So, At this point, I think we need to get into what we're expecting to see on the backside of this while we tell you that Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to get all your sports action into the books. Baseball season's on the run. NHL and NBA, yes, they're over, but they're still coming back. UFC and MMA are always there. And then you have our sport. This is the easiest way to get all the news and the sign-up bonuses and all the game information on BetOnline.ag through your laptop or your phone. Uh, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game as they get ready for a brand new season in the NFL. Head over to the website and you'll get 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's half of what you put down. They give you back when you use the promo code Locked On at BetOnline.ag. Your online sportsbook experts. The finance committee is an important one, and I know it's not like yep. leadership. It's not uh, what is it, the, the the rules committee, but this is what happens in the CBA, and I think that Clark. Spent a lot of time going through the CBA, getting it ready. And the CBA is what's going to change camp. Uh, We talked with Matt Derrick this week about how practices are going to be, as they are right now, scheduled out exactly the same time every day of camp, and that we're expecting a little bit less run time. And the changes at camp, I think, get to the point where, yes, you'll take it easier on your veterans, but you have to evaluate your young guys too. And so for me, like the first dream scenario that I have is that Patrick Mahomes doesn't play in game three of the preseason, That they give him it off. Let him work out the rust in the first couple of contests on a very limited basis is what I would do between the toe and the new offensive line coming together. I want to see them be very, very cautious with showtime in this preseason.
1: I don't know that Patrick Mahomes is ever going to play in a preseason game number three going forward. So I would say that that dream is very realistic and I don't think that he plays in that game. I would be very surprised actually if he does play in that game. Uh so, you know, I get where you're coming from and it makes a lot of sense to me. I'm very interested to see how training camp changes this year and I'm glad that they're going to more of a set schedule because that will make it easier for fans that want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh they'll know when the practices are going to be every single day. Obviously, rain can change that and that'll happen from time to time, but I do think that that's going to also be very good for uh, the players and for, you know, the the fans, like I said, then you start looking at some other things. You know, we start talking about dream scenarios for this Chiefs team. You know, honestly, I think you start looking at the entire roster and the biggest question that you have, you know, you have a couple of question marks at different positions. You know, some people will say you have a question at corner. Some people will say you have a question at linebacker. Uh, a lot of people will say you have a question at defensive end. Uh, and then you get over the offensive side of the ball and you have a question at wide receiver, too. But really, that's your biggest question other than who's going to be your right guard Uh, right now. My dream scenario is that the Chiefs find a way to make a trade for somebody that can be an above average starter at one of their positions of suspected need right now.
0: Did, does that include right guard? Is that what you're saying?
1: I don't think right guard really fits in that scenario because I think they have enough other pieces that is going to be in that role. But I could see wide receiver. I really don't see it happening at corner because we've already talked about the depth that I think is there. Uh, wouldn't be shocked if it's at linebacker or at defensive end, which is I think where they really ought to try to go get somebody.
0: Okay, so you're saying that there's a there's an overabundance of talent at right guard, so that might be trade bait to go fulfill one of those positions
1: i'm not gonna say there's an overabundance of talent right guard because i think you look at the situation and you have kyle long and you have ldt and both of those guys are in a situation where are they both going to be able to be back and they're going to be able to play this year yeah. i just don't know that they're going to go and make a trade for somebody that would play that position or bring somebody in that would play that position because of all the number of guys that they do have that can play that position there uh and maybe even that's not going to be above average. You know, you have you still have guys on the roster that played last year, Nick Allegretti and Andrew Wiley that started a guard for you. So those are two guys that we haven't even discussed when we're talking about the right guard position.
0: I I think that says something too. And those are the two guys in particular that I feel like might have trade bait. You could add Blythe to that too, because I mean veteran experience is a commodity in this league, especially as we get into the early bit of camp. I know that there's um, new in the CBA is the the five day acclimation. <laughs> so they're not going to be doing hitting. They're going to not going to be doing elevens. It's going to be a lot of of tempo kind of things. But after that, like that's when you got to start monitoring the wires. Who gets hurt around the league? Is there yeah. room for somebody?
1: And I can see. I mean, I understand where you're coming from on saying that he. up enough for Kansas City to really want to move him unless they're just being stupid with what they're offering. He's on a cheap contract for one. And two, you really don't have another guy that can step in and play center. yeah. And you're going to have to have a backup. So I don't really see them going that direction, although I can understand why you are saying he could be somebody that they would use as trade bait. But the problem is, what are you going to do for the backup of that role? Yeah,
0: I mean, that, that would solidify Al Gretti's spot in my mind. I don't know that they, they're that comfortable, but I think of the likelihood of an offer you might get, Blythe might be the top offer.
1: That's definitely something that you need to look at and figure out. So uh, I'm very curious to see what they try to do and, and what moves they try to make, because as we've discussed, they have a lot of players that have at least played in this league or that you think will be very good in this league uh, all, all across the offensive line.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's just about fixing up what's broke. And it's the same thing that you do when you go to rockauto.com because they help you do that. Whether it's your car, my truck, or whatever else is in between, it saves you time and money by going to rockauto.com where you can spend 50 100% less than you will at a store that may or may not actually have the parts that you need. Rock Auto is a family business, and they've been doing this for 20 years. They are worth your time and investment to go find out what they have to offer you for your make and model. The prices are reliably low for every customer, regardless whether you're a pro or do it or like me. If you need brake parts, tail lamps, the whole thing, everything is there. You just go, need to go through the parts list on their great website. Go explore it today at rockauto.com. And if you go there and you use the site, you're going to put Locked On in there, how did you hear about us box so that they know that we sent you. Reliable prices, amazing selection, all the parts your car is ever going to need. Go to rockauto.com.
1: Bilt Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever, and I have no problem saying that at all whatsoever. I've eaten multiple protein bars in my life, and thank you, Ryan, for always having the prop ready to go. Look at that.
0: Right? They're all there. So
1: impressive. (laughs) What's your favorite Bilt Bar flavor? As we've discussed multiple times, chocolate. uh, The coconut chocolate chunk, or the coconut brownie chunk, I apologize, is my favorite flavor. It is absolutely delicious. You need to try it. Uh, there are nine regular flavors that they have, coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's always going to be something for everybody. If you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. Not only are Bilt Bar flavors the best tasting, but they're healthy too. Most of the flavors that they have have 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, four grams of sugar, and only four net carbs, four grams of net carbs. Some of the other flavors have 18 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Order today and get that raspberry or get the mint brownie or check out another flavor that you think sounds delicious. You will enjoy them, I promise. Go to billbar.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at billbar.com.
0: And if you're like me, you can just keep them around for snacks so the kids don't take them.
1: That's kids assuming that The, the kids, kids don't take them. Yes, <laughs> they don't Mind come into would. the studio. They're scared of lights. There you go.
0: It is helpful. You know, as we go through in this, I mean, Fridays are for dreaming, right? That's that's kind of our theme for the summer. There's a couple of things also that I, I'd like to see this franchise do in order just to kind of get through some of the things that historically have been a problem, you know, with all the I don't know, drama that there was at the end of the Pioli regime, uh, what happened in the parking lot, all that kind of thing. I, I do feel like the basketball tournament that Tyree Hill put on, like a lot of the outreach, uh, the new art incubator that Travis Kelsey is running with his foundation, like all those things are leading towards, I think, changing the public face of this. There's still some issues out there. And one of the, the things that I would like to see the organization do is really open up not only training camp, but the practice facility in in the rest of the preseason to to have more fans interact and have things available there. I know there's covert concerns, but I I think in terms of embracing the community as good as they are, I think this is a good time for them to try to go a step farther.
1: It wouldn't shock me if they do. I just, I'm not sure that this is the year that they're going to. Uh, I do think that they're still concerned about COVID. And I do think that's, you know, especially when you start getting into the training camp season, which is coming up here in less than a month, uh, you're going to be in a situation where I don't think you're going to want to be doing those types of things. But, you know, I I look at the organization, and I do think that they are one of those organizations that want to get their fans involved. Uh, You know, there's going to be a lot of things going on in Kansas City when the Kansas City hosts the NFL draft that is coming up very soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's going to be something to look forward to. Obviously, you're going to have training camp at St. Joe this year. It sounds like training camp is going to be in St. Joe for the next couple of seasons. Uh, I think that's a great situation for fans because it's a great place to have it. Uh, and, you know, it, w- it would be awesome for them to be able to bring in fans and uh, more of their season ticket holders to do, s- to do certain things like they have from time to time. Uh, I would like to see them open it up to people that aren't season ticket holders so you can maybe go and purchase something. And, and I understand why they do it for season ticket holders but there are a lot of people that would go and probably pay money to go do some of the things that the season ticket holders get to do.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, and it's funny that you mentioned the draft because I feel like there's going to be so much activity around town based on having the draft there um, that while St. Joe is important and it is this year, next year, and then they have an option for two. Like I think you can start doing some things around town, power and light district, uh, you know, wherever else. Uh down by the fountains, I don't know what it whatever to do a little bit more outreach now that things are opening up again um post covid vaccinations, et cetera, allow you to have some of that that don't necessarily involve the the players or the staff or or anything like that it It could be uh p r and and mitch and yeah. a media crew, you know like but I think that is a kind of a ramp up that might actually help build not just momentum in town but around the country for that draft weekend that we will be at, I'm looking forward to that very, very, I don't want to say I'm desperate for it, but I'm looking forward <laughs> to it quite a bit.
1: <laughs> desperate almost fits though. It does. Almost uh, as, as much as you, as much as you enjoy the draft. Yeah. I can only imagine how much you're going to enjoy being there and, and I'm going to enjoy it too. I mean, it's going to be a fun time and it's something that I'm definitely looking forward to uh, for next year for when that happens. And you start looking at Other things this organization can do, and we've kind of already discussed some of it. You know, another thing that they could do is, you know, maybe they're going to go out and they're going to bring in, uh, you know, maybe they're going to make a bigger trade than I think they would make, or maybe they're going to go out and they're going to find somebody that that gets cut in the next two months and bring them in, and it could be, you know, more of an impact player because there are going to be those pieces. But the biggest key that they have to get done in order to be able to do some of that stuff is they have to get the Tyron Matthew extension done.
0: Yeah, that We've talked really about mean, it over
1: and over and over again, but they have to get it done to be able to afford to do some of these other things that we would like to see them do.
0: It, it absolutely has to, in order to make the room just to, to operate on any kind of level of that kind of trade. Um, but I know right now, as we record this, there is a lot of hubbub out there about uh, one wide receiver named Golden Tate. I, did he get released or are they talking trade with Golden Tate?
1: I don't think he's anywhere right now. now so that you mentioned it. I'm free looking.
0: Agent, I, I yeah. find that interesting because I, normally, I mean, what is he? He's got to be thirty two ish at the very
1: least, right? He's exactly thirty two. I'm looking it up right now. Okay. So Golden Tate is thirty two. He's a free agent currently. Uh, you're right. He wouldn't cost a lot of money, but at thirty two, you have to wonder: is the skill set still there? Um, You know, I think that there is a lot of hubbub about it. I'm sitting here. I just Googled Golden Tate, and there's four different articles about Golden Tate to the Chiefs alone. Yeah. So, Um,
0: and the reason I bring it up is Trey Wingo said it today that he Uh, evidently hinted at it, at least when he was talking about Mahomes not being the, uh, you know, not letting the Super Bowl tarnish his reputation. For Mahomes to have a, a veteran that I think Golden Tate can play in the slot in a heartbeat, in my opinion. I don't even know. If it's not the best spot for him, to tell you the truth, like you said, with his age at this point, that gives you a break with Hardman. And it allows Hardman to move around a little bit more and not be in the same spot. But I think it gives maybe what is a still a more dynamic player than I think I would call Demarcus Robinson to be able to add to that group for, like you said, should be a cheap contract. Would you be interested in it?
1: Possibly, but you have to wonder, he's a free agent in July that to me screams there's a skill issue or That's he's true. just wanting more money than anybody wants to offer. And while I understand the thought process of bringing him in, and I, I do think he could be a valuable addition, um, you have to wonder if if the league thinks that he's done. And if he's not willing to come in for a vet men contract or a vet men type contract, then I can't see Kansas City bringing him in because I just don't see them going and spending you know 2 or 3 or 4 million dollars on another wide receiver uh when they just drafted a guy and they've got a couple of younger guys that they seem to like so uh and in that like i said we kind of talked about this as well with the wide receiver depth where's he going to fit like could he fit in this offense yes but who else is that going to who's going to knock who's that going to knock off the team
0: well and that's a very good point especially if you are anticipating a decline, and I think if you ask Giants fans, so you're going to say that, hey, like we thought he was still going to be good, and then last year happened, um, a very untate like season. I think he had 388 yards total.
1: Right, but the argument there would be Daniel Jones. Yeah, is it Daniel Jones or is it Golden Tate? I mean, it's really hard to tell unless you go sit there and look at the at the film and the tape. And honestly, I, I can't tell you whether or not I believe that he would be a big upgrade in this offense because I didn't see him play enough last year and I haven't watched the tape from when he did play last year. And obviously at 32, it's when his skill set is going to start declining. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the reality of the NFL, and at that, especially at that position. So you would think that if he was going to be signed by a team, he would have already signed by a team. Uh, I think he's going to be an injury. <laughs> he's going to be a guy that gets picked up after somebody gets an injury somewhere.
0: That's kind of my thought too. Like a, a couple of these guys that are out there, maybe Melvin Ingram at this point now is yes. a post week one signing. So their contracts aren't guaranteed. That's kind of. should be that way too. That's where I'm expecting. But the,
1: but the bigger problem with that is if you're doing a post week one signing with a wide receiver, when are you going to get value out of that? Yeah. Well, I mean, because he's not going to be able to step in and start. Is he even going to be able to contribute until week five or week six on a regular basis? I mean, how I quickly he's had is a couple of the to... callers
0: that, that base some things on West Coast principles. Terminology would be a challenge. but
1: Right, but he's not a plug-and-play wide receiver like all the other wide receivers are. So you're going to have to have a specific group of plays for him, at least to get him involved in the offense. And that's going to cause other issues that, you know, I'm just saying that's going to be something else. A linebacker is a little bit of a different scenario where you go in and you learn your system you don't have. I mean, you do have play calls, but it's it's still not the same scenario as having a thousand plays like Andy does,
0: right? And, and plays that are honestly quite quite long and verbose too.
1: Well, so, and and not only that, but then you also get into the fact that he would have no chemistry with Patrick going into week two.
0: Fair, fair point.
1: I mean, and that's a whole other ball game, and that's a whole other issue that you wouldn't have at a position like defensive end, where they're all only going out there and they're doing their responsibilities. You yeah, have to know where they need to be. But it's not like having to try to get on the same page with the quarterback.
0: Right. Chemistry isn't as much a thing on that side of the ball. I agree with you. Right. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. There's always an opportunity, but I know a lot of folks in Kansas City are, are looking at that one. So let us know what you think. Hit us at Locked On Chiefs on Twitter, uh, as well as here in the YouTube comments or over on the iTunes reviews. If you are not subbed yet, go ahead and click that button right now. It's super easy. Like, sub the bell notification so you know what comes next because we are on here just like always five days a week. Whether we like it or not, we're going to have this team covered every direction that we can. We appreciate you guys taking the time. Want to wish you a happy 4th of July. Stay safe and enjoy that. Chris, I hope that you have a good time too.
1: I appreciate it, man. Have a happy 4th, everybody. And we will be back on Tuesday.
0: Take care. We'll catch you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.